everybody. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. We have a special show. Well, you know, I say that every time. <laughs> every show it's is like a special it, it's show. It's like the news. And, you know, no matter what comes on, late breaking. We've got late breaking news. You're like, what? That's not it's late like, breaking. Yeah, it's always late. Saw yeah. that on Reddit three days ago. <laughs> it's a, it's always a special podcast because I got my co-host That's here, right. Lance Strickland, in, in the studio today. Well, thank you. And uh, we're talking about a, a topic that's really dear to our hearts because both of us have been on on quite a spiritual journey over you know for me it started about 10 years ago lance so when did it start for you when probably probably early i mean i feel like five years ago maybe but i feel like maybe it was the same for you i felt like in the beginning it was it, it was kind of like this and then the last year it just really it wasn't like a slow climb it was more a kind of state state and then it just felt like something happened and it was you know yeah. just kind of went gangbusters a little more because i know that you and i've We've known each other quite a while. Yeah. I, I think my journey my journey started around the time I noticed that you were selling all your commentaries. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I was and buying like, commentaries. And you were like, he's a sellout. He's sell <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I sold all those. Oh, God. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, my journey really began all the way back to Bible college. I mean, when I was in Bible school, there were definite questions and concerns and and doubts that I was having in that journey. But I, I think the it became more profound for me uh, eh, five years ago is when I really started just certain things. I was just like, I just don't think I can resonate with this anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and especially over the last couple of years, it's really expedited uh, quite a bit. And of course, you know, we had a chance to have a conversation with Adam Hamilton, which right. was such a good podcast. If you didn't hear that one, I highly recommend that you yeah. go listen to it. Uh, it's again on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And he wherever. didn't shame us. No, he didn't. No. He's such a. Good he actually dude. gave us a lot of context around. He did some structure. I feel like for me, at least, around some of my that thinking. By the way, I will say when I sold my my books, I had spent so. This is just kind of an aside. I spent so much time you know, building that little library of mine. Cause as yeah. a pastor, right. You know this, that, you know, your books are oh, important, important to me yeah. because they're your kind of base. You know, you're thinking through, Oh, I remember this in the book, or you want to get some insight in it, you know? Yeah. And, and I stepped away from them pastorate and the books were downstairs in my home that, but I was working somewhere else, you know, and my life had kind of already gone on. It was a year or two. And I thought, man, I, I should, my ex at the time was, or my wife at the time, but ex now was saying like, encouraging me, like you should probably get rid of the books. You know, I just couldn't because to me, the books were my pathway back to that position. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I felt like I was, if I, if I sold the books, then it was never going to happen Selling again. Soul of my soul. Yeah. And so that to me, it's funny you brought that up. It just made me think of that. And that, and that, that may have been a, you know, there's probably like times milestones like that in our journey where we've, gone to the next level in something that was definitely the next level of something in my mind that I was like, I don't ever see myself going back to the pastorate. Right. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, there's I couldn't. I mean, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I could ever do that, though. You know, some people think, well, aren't you kind of still aren't you teaching every Sunday, Timmy? And I do. I, and, I, and I don't call it a church. It's like a it's a I call it a spiritual gathering. It's a non-religious spiritual gathering. And so it's, it's totally different than what would have what we would have known as a church 
right. you know, what we did as evangelical pastors. But, so, but only in content though, right? Because if people walked in, it would look just like a normal community. It would seem, it would okay. have, it would definitely have the elements of what people would have remembered okay. from, from church minus the, you know, especially my background, minus the lifting of the hands, the worship, right. the, okay. the yeah. speaking in tongues, like yeah. all that stuff would be the only thing that would be absent, but, but the positive encouraging message would, would be present for, yeah. for sure. So, uh, this particular podcast, I think is going to be very therapeutic for, for you and yeah. I kind of, yeah. Well, you and I walked through this a little bit on, uh, was that Friday morning, right? We yes. were at, yeah. And we yeah, were like, we had coffee and yeah, we were kind of like, this is where we, we feel like we need to take this step for ourselves. Right. And so one of the things that, that, that I get asked a lot, I mean, a lot of people that were raised in church, there was a gentleman, his name's Jerry. Hey, Jerry, if he's listening, he's probably Jerry. listening. Uh, Jerry was having a discussion with his, uh, daughter. I think he, I think it's Kennedy and, you know, she's not believing the Bible is factual. Uh, Jerry is, is, you know, kind of, um, was raised very strict and, and always struggled with feeling like he, maybe he was going to be going to hell because he didn't believe some of the things that he grew up believing. And, but he's trying to help, you know, his daughter transition. How uh, old is Jerry? Just roughly like forties or fifties, uh, no, early fifties, fifties. Okay. And so he, uh, I'll be praying for him. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was listening to the podcast and he was like, Oh my gosh, he told his daughter, he said, you've got to listen to this. Mm -hmm. Teen and I granted you got a Lance. This is a teenager, a teenage girl. And she's like, I don't want to listen to it. And he goes, just let's just listen to a minute. And she showed a picture of us and mm -hmm. you know, so here's Timmy and Lance, you know, whatever. And she's like, Oh, they seem cool. So she started listening to the, to the podcast. Well, I got tattoos just like Timmy does. See this down here. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so they started listening to the podcast. She said, I only listened to a few minutes of it. 45 minutes later. Yeah, she's like, she didn't want to turn old, it off. And, old couple dads yeah. got a little something, something to say. So really enjoying the podcast, enjoying the content. And if anything else, I think we kind of help give voice to people who are, struggling with or not struggling with but wrestling that's probably a good word wrestling with some of the same issues that you and i yeah. face so really this whole entire podcast is not only our personal journey yeah but also the addressing the question not that we have the answer like this is the emphatic this is how it is but and this is what we talked about over coffee what does it mean right. to be a christian yes like do you have to believe in the immaculate conception, which is like the virgin birth, mm -hmm. do, do, you know, we, again, this is things that we were taught and we did once believe, do you believe that Jesus is both God and man? You know, do you believe that, that, you know, the Holy spirit impregnated Mary, you know, mm -hmm. and do you believe that Jesus was God in flesh reconciling the world? Do you believe that he was, you know, crucified and then resurrected? Mm -hmm. Do you believe he walked on water? All these things that and not just that you go into the old Testament, you go into the story of Jonah and the big fish, Noah's Ark, uh, Moses. There's a lot of people in the, in the Christian community among scholars and theologians that believe that Moses is a fictitious character. Mm -hmm. Like it, you know, and we talked about this just a little bit ago about, I, I say often myth, I say, you know, whether it's a myth or right. whatever the word myth, I always like when I hear the word myth, I think yeah. of false. Right. And that's not what it means. Matter of fact, I, I looked it up and see if I can pull it up. 
I thought this was a, an interesting definition. The word myth means a traditional story, especially one concerning the early history of a people or explaining some natural or social hmm. phenomenon and typically involving supernatural beings or events. I, I mean, that is the Bible. Right. To if be someone, swallowed by a big fish for three days, or if like, someone said the Christ, the creation myth, that would they they'd find that offensive because they'd be like, right, wait, no, the creation it's a creation story, right? It's not a creation myth, right? It's a fact, right? Right? Yeah, and I and, and I think what I've learned in this journey that I'm on is there are many Christians who don't believe those stories as fact. They believe them as allegorical. Is that the right word? As allegory. Yeah, yeah. And yet that's within the, like, it's almost like Christianity is this, like what we've talked about. Like there's a scale, like my, my, one of my homosexual friends, my gay friends, he said, he says, homosexuality is like a scale. You're either all the way over here and you're 100% homosexual and yep. you wouldn't want to touch a girl. If you're a guy, you wouldn't yeah. want to touch a girl. But he said, that's just like a sliding scale. You're either one, like you're curious 10 you're full-blown gay mm -hmm. or whatever and i told him i said yeah i'm like i'm so far zero yeah i'm like way off the charts i'm way so heterosexual but but that was a i when he said that i thought you know what that that's true that i think that's probably true that there you could be a little bit gay <laughs> right you know i mean i really believe that you could be what i would say you're curious or you're bi or yeah. you're whatever anyway i think within christianity personally I think it can be a sliding scale. So over here, sure. 10, you're the Bible's 100%. Everything in it is factual. Right. The creation story is an actual account of what happened. Right. All the way to, eh, no, but there's great stuff to be learned and gleaned. For, oh, and Jerry's, Jerry's watching. Jerry, <laughs> what's, what's up? Jerry? We are listening. <laughs> so does that make sense? It totally makes sense. I think that we, I've tried to um, get away from generalizations because when I read Ibram, I can't remember what his last name was, Kinsey's book, I think is uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist. Yeah. One of the things that he brought up in the very beginning was we generalize things and, you know, and, and he brought up a lot of examples in the racist category but in this case right like you either a 10 or if you're anything below a 10 a lot of times people generalize you as a liberal and you're therefore not a christian so i like your idea of the sliding scale that a, a one to a 10 is is a christian but there's all kinds of different flavors in there and sure. we don't do ourselves any service by generalizing that there's that christianity just is a christian just it's just one concept you know what i mean right. and and there's not people all over the spectrum in that. Almost like it's it's either all or nothing. Right. Which I think that I guess this would be something that I you always ask the question, S is fun. You know, what if they found life somewhere else on another planet? You know, would that change your faith? I would I would beg to to, to I'd bet probably that the majority of Christians out there, I'd say maybe 20% are probably just purest. I bet you 80% of the people would say if it came about that one of the truths of Christianity wasn't factual, even saying the resurrection itself, which would be the hallmark. I'm yeah. wondering if it would, would you at the end, would they say, is this going to change your life? And I, I don't think it, I think they would say, I'm still going to continue to live my life for Christ. Yeah. 
meaning that we we hang on to these doctrines with everything that we've got, and they're so important to us and our identity. But I'm not convinced that they are the things that drive our behavior wow, in the world. A, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, if you if if you if you didn't believe that Jesus was really born of a virgin, and maybe we just don't even know how he's born. Right. Who cares? Right. Do you do you I think still love his you still love his teachings and he yep. still is, you know, you're still gonna put your hand out for the poor and you're still gonna pray to him and you still want this personal you know, I'm just thinking as a Christian does. Right. All the is anything going to change in your life? I think eighty percent of the people would probably say no. Sure. And I think that you would hang on any I know when I look back on it it was it christianity was so much more to me than the doctrines yeah but it was the thing that whatever this was the community that i got from being in christianity and the yeah. conversations and and the way that i th saw about the world were all the foundation were hanging on the doctrines sure but if you took one away i was kind of i wouldn't i don't think i would have been like well i'm gonna stop praying because yeah, it it's crumble. all it's just it all wouldn't crumble right but lance here's the thing that i would be that I would suspect there would be some, because I've seen this before, who would deny. They would absolutely deny. Just like the dinosaur bones were put here by the devil, people. <laughs> In other words, they would deny the the science. They would, oh, they, yes. There would be some oh, that yeah, would they... just dig in deny this well they have to deny the it there's no way you, there's no right. one that's ever been born of a virgin right the, i mean that right there in and of itself is a denial of science right so you're because that's just not possible that's not possible <laughs> so the, you either believe in that myth back right. to your definition right and that's important to you because it makes you feel like jesus then therefore is set apart as someone he's divine now because of that right. he's divine now because he confirmed his divinity by doing the miracles and all that which yes. again i've never seen anyone walk on water which i understand that's a miracle i've tried have you i really have like legitimately i'm not kidding like like so how do you do it like how did you try i, I was at a pool yeah and i just i <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me this wasn't a joke I just remember I really prayed because you know your faith, right? Yeah. With, with with God, all things are possible. Right. We can move mountains. Right. So I was like, you know what? If I had enough faith and I believed that I could walk on yeah. water, I should be able to walk on water. I tried three or four times. I yeah. never did do it, but oh my goodness, I legitimately tried. Yeah. Like I was Which, seriously like I was like, you know what that tells would me? Be a testimony. I would witness to the whole pool. You know what? I literally said but that. But you know what it tells me even more though. I think even though the fact that you sunk to the bottom of the pool, that the fact that you believe that so much is huge kudos to you. <laughs> I mean, it sounds stupid, yeah. but the fact that you you were like, no, this is like, I you know, it. yeah, it wasn't. You weren't just like, this is going to be like, you know, out having fun with the guys and like, right. you know, watch me do this dumb trick. You believed it, and you 100%. thought the moment that you took that step and stood up, there's a possibility that you could stand on the water because, and that, so in a lot of ways, I know yeah. it sounds weird, but it's just the opposite. I almost kind of think it was a little bit of a testament to your faith. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, uh, you I, leave it to me. I'll, <laughs> I'll turn your shit show into something positive. You give me any nuttiness that you've done and I'll, and I'll make you feel good about it. <laughs> you know what's funny, Lance though, that, that that's one of the things that I really like about you, but it's also, it's also, a perspective on life. You can look, you can look at life with two different lenses. You can look at life that 
it's terrible. Everybody's a jerk. People trying to rob from you, steal from you and rape you and pillage your stuff. Like you can, and I know people that, that that's how they view the world. People trying to rob you, steal right. from you, cheat you, you know, wrong you. They're only out for themselves. Some people really believe that. And guess what? It seems like they get robbed and cheated on. Like, <laughs> right. And then there's people like you that have a positive spin on everything. Look for the good, look for the gold, look for the diamonds in the rough. And, and it's a beautiful way to look at life. I think it's one reason why you're, you're, you're a happy guy from what I know. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a perspective. I, I just was listening to some stoicism teaching this morning. Mm. I think I sent you that. Yeah, video. you did. And they were talking about like basically stoic. I think I posted on my Facebook Sto stoicism in like three minutes or whatever. I'm really interested in stoicism. Oh, I love it. Marcus Aurelius. I'm, I'm really enjoying yeah. the book meditations, but it's, it's the one quote that I think to sum it all up meditations or the whole stoicism teaching is it's not about what happens to you. It's your response mm -hmm. to what happens to you. Mm -hmm. So if someone wrongs you, mm -hmm. you can own that, take that, and make you bitter yep or you can just be like well breathe it in breathe it out and still remain optimistic and upbeat and, yeah you know i mean life is what it is yeah. and uh yeah i just i really appreciate your perspective uh, clearly i appreciate it because you look at me in such a favorable way well i have a, well, I have a man crush on you that's why <laughs> so i really appreciate that um but yeah, so uh, let's get into the to the meat yeah. of this. So yeah, so from my perspective, I'm just kind of maybe saying this for my own self to get myself kind of locked in here, is I feel like I've been on this journey now for a little bit, going to seminary, believing strongly in the tenets of faith, uh, you know, wanting others to to see them come on board with it because I believed in it to, you know. Mod me, I feel like not moving away from the faith. I feel like I'm grown in my own faith and, yeah. and now transitioning and, you know, evolving yeah. into something else. But I also feel like I'm at this place now where I've kind of allowed myself to be untethered from the scriptures, meaning like in the past, I would have thought, you know, I have not spent that much time in prayer or some of the spiritual disciplines. I need to journal. I need to yeah. fast. I need to read the Bible, whatever, you know, or or, you know, now that the world's opening back up a little bit, you know, I should probably get involved back with the faith community. You know, I put all these pressures, all this doing right on there, yeah. because for me, those were the actions that kind of drew me into the faith and, yeah. and allowed me to participate in it. But I feel like now those things don't mean the same to me as they did when I yeah. believed 100 percent in the doctrines of it all. Right. Not that I've not that I don't believe in them, but sure. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Right. I feel like for me, I need to identify for myself a little bit because I would still identify as a Christian or a follower of Jesus right. and the teachings. Yeah, but I've moved away from Jesus, the, yeah. I've moved away from some of the literalness or the punch that those doctrines had and and the found bedrocks that they seem to create for yeah. Christianity. And I get it in the in the system, they're important. Yeah. Um, just like Calvinism has its own tenets. And if you pull one of them out, someone's like, well, you're not, a you're Calvin not a Calvinist, you're not a Calvinist anymore. <laughs> anymore because you got to believe all five, you know? And it's like, but I've moved to the place now where I want to, I bring on my, a new identity for myself yeah. and it's still going to be defined by following Christ, but it also is probably going to have some of, of Buddhist teachings around meditation and yes. mindfulness and some of those things that I feel like, maybe weren't some of the big things that Christ taught, but they complimented what he did. Yeah. And so anyway, I feel like this talk for me is a little bit of just, can I even identify myself as a Christian anymore 
or can I, because even though I don't believe in some of the, the pure tenets of the faith, I'm still in, you know, back to your trajectory. I might be a three where before I was an eight or a nine. Right. And that's, it's still fine because I'm still within the fences. Sure. Yeah. No, hundred percent Lance. I know for me, I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. This is actually a little bit ago, about six months ago. And he said, well, if you don't believe that you can't be a Christian. And I was like, but, but really though, like, you know, like if, if you don't like the, a certain aspect of football, does that mean you're not a fan? Like, right. You know good I mean? point. Like, you know? And so for me, I said, well, uh, I, I disagree. You know, I, I just told us I disagree. I, I think that there's a new version of Christianity maybe arising then, you know, one that's not so literal and, and realizing that it might be some kind of a sliding scale of, I don't have to buy into all of this in order to be a Christian. And what does, so typically my brain's going all over the place. Typically within Christianity, there's like a few core tenets, um, and we can kind of hash this out and we'll kind of see where we are. So one of them is in the Immaculate Conception, right? The virgin birth. Right. Um, well, would it all be, would it all be in the Nicene Creed? Right. What? Yeah. Which I don't, I never really studied the Nicene Creed. Oh, if you can look it up, that'd be yeah. great. It basically lays it out. Like, you know, we as Orthodox Christians believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. Yeah. That he was a, in the form of a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it'll. So I, while you're looking that up, you know, John MacArthur. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I don't follow John MacArthur at all. Um, but I, in, in studying for this particular podcast that we're doing, I, I looked up, you know, YouTube videos on what does it mean to be a Christian and dear Lord, baby Jesus <laughs> all over the place. Oh my gosh. Like, but anyway, John MacArthur said what I thought was interesting one of the things he said, he said a lot of things that I was like, bullshit. But one of the things he said, I was actually that I resonated with. And he said to be a Christian is simply you abide in God and God abides in you. Right. And when he said that, I thought, well, that's everybody. I was going to say, you might not disagree with that. Well, that's exactly right. No, I, I agree right. with it. Like, like when he yeah. said it, I thought, well, now you I know him. how he meant it. Right. How I mean it. Right. Is, right. So I thought to myself, well, John. Um, that sir, I would agree with, if you mean it within the context of every human being is created in God's image, which is biblical. If, yes. you, you know, if you're going to believe the Bible, everyone who's created or every person who's born is born in the image of God. You can't be born out of the image of God, right? You're born in the image of God. Right. So in that perspective, I'm like, Okay, yeah, like I'm down for that. Of course, he went on and he lost me. You know, yeah. he started talking about different things and this, and you have to, you know, confess with the mouth, believe in the heart, Jesus Christ. And I'm just like, right. oh, dude, shut the right heck up. You're you're losing me there now. <laughs> but I liked that part, and so that one part, I would say, well, okay, yeah, because that includes everybody. And something that Adam Hamilton said, I thought was interesting. I never really heard the term before. I'd heard the term before, but not with this tag. He said Christian inclusion. I'd heard as in the, the gospel of inclusion, which is my friend who I did a podcast with, Carlton Pearson. He, uh, well, he didn't reference it. Actually, Seth Andrews, the thinking atheist that I interviewed, did. By the okay. way, I interviewed him. Oh, yeah, okay. I need to share that podcast with you. So anyway, I interviewed the thinking atheist, who's a former big-time Christian radio DJ guy. 
and he's now a full-blown atheist, but he referenced Carlton Pearson. And when Carlton Pearson came out as an evangelical pastor, came out and taught the gospel of inclusion, basically that he believed that Jesus died for the sins of man, all men of all time, past, right. present, future, right. it's done. Right. And it's like retroactive. He got excommunicated. He had a 10,000 member church, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, you know, they false prophet, you know, and he mm -hmm. lost his ministry. He's still on his own spiritual journey. And I don't really resonate with all that Carlton Pearson believes or says, and that's fine. Um, but I, that was my first step. So my first step out of evangelicalism, my first step out was it's one and done. If I'm going to believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, then I believe in it as a complete and finished work. That was my first jump. Then it, you know, it kept unwinding from there. Do I need to believe in the immaculate conception? Do I virgin birth? Do I mm -hmm. need, need to believe in he was fully God, fully man? Do I, do I need to believe that he ascended into heaven to the right hand of God? You know, do, mm -hmm. in other words, you just kind of started re retracing. Yeah. I started retracing all of the quote unquote tenets of faith and where I'm at now. I know where I'm at. People said, do you, are you still on a journey? Well, of course I'm still on a journey, but I know, I know what I think right this minute, you know, I'm not wandering. I know what I think mm -hmm. and where I'm at is maybe, but Drum I don't roll. Here it comes. Yeah, here we go. Here's the reveal. If Jesus was just a man who was born, like all of us were born, and he was just enlightened or spiritual, a teacher, preacher, prophet, whatever. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Right. If he was just a dude. Right. That was trying to teach yeah. a better way. Right. I literally have no problem with that. Yeah. And, and if, obviously he was. He had a lot of great teaching. Oh, yes. I mean, he was a great teacher. Right. No one can deny that. Right. I think most other religions that, that even reference yes. Jesus yeah. re reference Jesus very favorably. Yeah. 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 So the nice Nicene Creed. Well, yes. I, I'm very curious what, what that is. Um, well, let me say this before I forget. I think you were talking, I'm just backing into this. You if you're gonna if you if you're a Christian, you can't be a majority of a Buddhist follower, I guess is my point. If you're a Christian, I think by definition you've got to you've got to acknowledge that you follow Christ. Yeah. Now what that means is another story, but then I started thinking, therefore then does that not necessarily mean that I need to think about the old Testament? Yeah. Because even though people would say there's, there's a theological term for it, but there's these epiphanies of Christ throughout the old Testament yeah. that you can see Christ in some of the rituals or liturgy, whatever, sure. you know, the, the, there was a pre, cursor or whatever. I yeah. wish I knew all my good terms that I used to, but you know what I mean? And that is, so if you're a Christian and I'm just thinking of it, like laying it out structurally, not adding all my religiosity onto it, but, but does that therefore mean then that I'm, I really followed the new Testament. Yeah. But then I think there's a lot of the old Testament that's in Jesus's teaching. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you can kind of like think so, about it. Jesus, when he taught scripture, yeah, he was teaching. Yeah, him. exactly. Because he was so Jewish. there was definitely he was a, a rabbi. He was a, right, right. So there's definitely a connection back to the Old Testament. So I can't throw that out. Right. But but then there was also you know I think this is where Christians go wrong, and that is when Buddhists teach on uh, mindfulness or suffering or something, they've got to interpret like, and then maybe Jesus might use the same language. Yeah. We've theologized it into Christian theology when right. in many ways. 
he might have been referencing some of that that complimented. You know what right. I mean? But but it's like in our world, we don't like you know two things that are a little bit alike. We have to you know decide. We have these have these factions. Yeah. You know, Democrats divide. and Republicans exactly cannot fucking think the right, same. Right, right. There is they no have over, to be there is right. There's no overlap. Right. So well, that you bring up a great point. So Jesus wasn't even a Christian. Well, no. Right. So right. I mean. He so that's a term clearly, we've put right. He was teaching uh, right Judaism right one hundred percent. He was a Jewish rabbi, right. which is fascinating. And now that you say that, I'm pretty sure that a lot of like Paul, they would have they wouldn't have said necessarily I'm a fo- follower of Jesus early on, but they would have said I'm from the school of Hillel or something like right. there was these theological Jewish scholars and that kind of more, I gave them more identity or something. I think like that. Right. But, but anyway, where am I going with this? Um, I don't know, but let me do the Nicene creed. Cause I think it'll be, it says we believe in one God, the father almighty maker of heaven and earth of all things visible and invisible. And then it goes into, um, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only son of God begotten from the father, uh, before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father. Through him all things were made for us and out for our salvation. He came down from heaven. He became incarnate by the Holy Spirit. And the Virgin Mary, who was made human, he was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. The third day he rose again. According to the scriptures, he ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again with glory. You can see how the Bible is just getting unpacked all the way through, right? <laughs> he will come again with glory, the judge living the or to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom will end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. He proceeds from the Father. I mean, it just goes on and on. We we affirm one baptism, the forgiveness of sin. But you can see how early on they were struggling with this, and this was their line in the sand of what they said Christianity was going to be all about. So you read the – was that all the Nicene Creed? It was, it was 95%. Most of it? Okay. Um, but so, you can see what they were – you can see that they were struggling with what they believed themselves. Sure. And finally got to this place in history where it was like, we need to draw a line in the sand on what we believe. So up to this point, it was a little bit of, well, that's, you brought up a good point, Lance. And this is something I didn't even expect us to go down this road, actually. Belief versus lifestyle. Yes. Right. If I think that, and I, I think from my experience, what a lot of people outside the church, what their frustration is with Christianity. Oh, with totally. Christians. Hypocrisy. Yes. Well, you say you whatever, but you live like a fucking, you know. And even Christians themselves beat their in their conscience, right? It's all like, how could I have watched what I watched and, and call myself a Christian? It's right. all this contradiction, right? right? It's the, I believe, you know, I shouldn't have sex before marriage, but I'm having sex before marriage. Right. And there's this contradiction where so what's the contradiction just so the contradiction is i i have a certain set of doctrines that i believe in that but they don't it, impact my life they're not in or i'm living contrary to what yes okay yeah. so for me i i i would lean more towards lifestyle than i would belief meaning again i don't really believe in heaven and hell per se i don't know what i think maybe maybe there is maybe there isn't i don't really know but obviously no one knows but but I don't think that it's just as simple as 
I believe in Jesus. Yay. Right. I Then you live like a whatever, you know? So I think what, for me, the important part of quote Christianity, which I'm not even sure I would cons- consider myself a Christian, which again, that's part of what we're talking about. Cause I don't know what, what would, cons- why, what would make me a Christian? And if you would say, well, do you believe in Jesus? Well, what do, what do I believe about Jesus? I don't know. I mean, I believe that he was a real person. I believe he actually lived on the earth. I believe he was a good dude. He yeah. performed some miracles. Maybe I bet you though, you're, you're the, the tenets that you live your life by and believe in though, are probably pretty core Christianity. Yeah. And even though like, so if you adopt something of Hinduism or, you Buddhism, know, Buddhism or deism or whatever it is, it usually would probably, you would evaluate it through the lens of Christianity. But that's probably partially because of just your history of your own journey and, and yeah. being such a core piece. But I think that's, I mean, I guess I'm just talking this out with you. That to me would make you a Christian because even though you're, when something new comes in, you evaluate it based on Christianity. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I get, and so I see what you're saying though. But it's I don't, like, do you believe Jesus is God or was God or is God, whatever? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I Would guess. Would you be okay to not believe that? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, the more I get into this, I feel like I spent so I've anguished over how much I believe in certain tenets of the faith. And and in the end, I'm like, what's the goal here? Is it belief or is it lifestyle? You know, and I'm like, it's it if you took if you said to me, you know, that I mean, that's why I'm like, if you go back and you want to take away some of the key points of scripture, you know, that it's like, well, they're really Adam and Eve was just a you know, a symbolism of man and well, okay, fine. Yeah. That's the, the Bible, the Genesis story is not hinging on the fact that it was a literal Adam and Eve. You know what I mean? Like whatever the case may be. I mean, um, if you want to, if I read uh, a book on natural history or sapiens, for example, or we talked a lot about, right. And he talks about the fact that, you know, at some point mankind was born of, from a chimpanzee or right. And it's like about one part of the chromosomes with chimpanzee, the other was right. human or something like that, you know? It's like, does that then change my belief that, you know, that maybe there's a possibility of an afterlife? No, I still believe it. You know, I'm like, so I started thinking back over my own doctrines, you know, and I'm like, what would have to be taken away from me for me not to believe that to continue to live my life the way that it is, that prayer is still important to me. But is prayer me thinking that I'm praying to this personal God who's going to change my life because I asked him. No, I don't know. I don't believe that necessarily, yeah. but I do feel like it's me kind of recentering myself. Maybe I'm recentering myself to what God's plan was or whatever, you know, or his sure. teachings or, or prayers before a meal. Like, you know, um, now I'm like you, I evaluate everything, you know, when I hear it and, and, you know, Saturday we were out at this walk I was telling you about, you know, and, and we blessed the food and it's like, is that really a, a blessing or is it more of a, a thankfulness? You sure, know, it's like, sure. We think we're talking to God and you know, we're, th- but it's like, what's wrong with just calling it. Let's just take a moment of thankfulness and say, we appreciate the opportunity to be able to come out here. And, but we as Christians turn it into this prayer, right. you know? And I, that's the part that I struggle with. I'm like all those things that I feel like I've kind of 
pulled the essence of it out or the theology out of it is those things all still mean something to me today in the way that I live my life yeah. without the, the necessarily purest theology that drove them in the past. Yeah. There's something that you said that I, I think I might have a, a, a good analogy here. It would be like someone that could take a test on how to start a business. Now they could ace a test on how to start a business, but they couldn't fucking do it in real life. Yes. Someone else could do it without knowing that. Right. It's, it's a belief in lifestyle. In other words, it's someone that could teach or talk about how to date. Right. And then there's someone that actually is dating and actually doing it. Right. And to me, it's, that's the, that for me is why I would not, live differently if emphatically they found out that the oh my gosh we found a copy of the bible way back when right and it it it's it's a total it's right. a farce it was made up it's a story right we have proof it's a fact that we know i'd be like okay like or, or let's say that we get to heaven and and we're standing in line waiting to meet the creator and we can't see him. You know, I'm just kind of imagining this in yeah. my mind. I'm keep looking down the the line. You know, I'm way back there and you know it's like you know Santa Claus. You know, I'm like, is he up there? Is that the real him? You know, yeah. and I'm like I get up there and it's like Walter. Jesus, that's <laughs> Walter. <laughs> hey, Walter. <laughs> or it's female, right? Which would that throw a wrench and whatever we'd be like, Whoa, would you be disenchanted that for so long you gave the, the male pronoun to this God and you all along thought it was God, that it was a male yet scripture taught that it was female. He was made in the, you know, male, but you got up there and it's this woman and she's, he's clear. She's clearly a woman, you know, anything or, right. I mean, would, would, would you have looked back and think, you know, I just wasted all my life following Jesus. No, you'd have been like, I got it wrong, but this is the Jesus that I was looking for. It was a female after all. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, sure. um, but it's the same kind of thing like you saying, like, I guess to me, the I guess the part that I don't understand is why we get so wrapped up around the doctrines when in fact we know that they're probably going to be a little wrong in the end. Right. And that's that's that is at the core for me what matters most is how does that translate into how i live right if jesus was god great but if he wasn't how would that change how i live and i think i don't know if it was adam that brought this up in the podcast or if i heard it in my studies this week for this podcast but basically that if i found out again if it yep. was for, confirmed for sure that no jesus was just a human you know, we have facts somehow. Would I go, oh my gosh, I'm going to go start killing people and robbing banks and I'm just going to like, <laughs> right. No, I mean, right. Like, it, it wouldn't just like create right. in me hedonism, right. craziness. I'd be like, oh, well, okay. Right. I still think the teachings are great. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Let me ask you this though. Is it because we assign this divinity to him that why is it in real life though when we find out something core about the other person that we thought we were getting to know isn't true let's just you know somebody you're dating a female and 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 you're a year in and you like this person and they reveal that they've had a complete sex change yeah that would throw timmy gibson's world i mean you'd feel yeah. disenchanted you'd feel dis i don't know that i could continue going on in that relationship yeah. right because you'd think the person that I got to know <laughs> yeah. is really 
but they would say I'm female and I'd be like you were I mean it I don't even know what to think but yeah. my point in just saying it is is that, that you second. fell in love you 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 lived your life you prayed to this person that you thought was Jesus who it was and then you get there and it's different are if that was in real life we would just say that that'd be a story you'd be t- like what happened to you and you know Carrie it's like well no Carrie was actually Carl 10 years ago you're like oh shit what you know what i mean all your friends would be like oh my gosh how like it'd be the worst thing ever, right? They would be like, I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? But if we get to heaven and, and, you know, and it's different than we thought it was, we're going to be like, wow, this is, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to hell. This is right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Right. Maybe hell's <laughs> not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. But you see, my point is, yes. is that why is it that we're so wrapped up in these doctrines when in fact we're still going to love the Christ that we're in our minds that we're following and we hope to meet or that we're living our life out. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, but for some reason, the Christianity that I grew up around seemed to really care about the teaching so much. Wouldn't allow that. So I just want to talk about what you mentioned. We might differ on this. So if I was dating someone yeah, and if I was, if I I was in love and, and there was no, there was no penis. Like it yeah. was a vagina and we, and everything was good. And I'm in love. Uh-huh. And if she then said, well, I was born uh, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm Carly. Uh-huh. I don't, this is, I'm, I'm in my mind. I'm going, does this make me gay? <laughs> Cause I You're don't like think- <laughs> I'm a 0.1. I'm no longer <laughs> negative. Yeah. Cause I like, I'm not even curious right about that, yeah. but, because if 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 she still if she was in process and still had the penis, I I just couldn't, you couldn't do I it. Couldn't do yeah. It. But if 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 I was already in love and it was a vagina and all, I don't I don't think it would matter to me. Interesting. That if if she was born a man, mm-hmm. but had gone through the complete transition and I found her attractive and was beautiful and we connected spiritually and emotionally, that that actually wouldn't be a deal breaker for me. Yeah, like I, I can honestly say that would not be a deal breaker for me. Um, now I wouldn't want to talk about it much, you know. I mean, right? You know what I mean? I would. Yeah. Like, you want to see a picture? Nah, not really. Right? No. <laughs> I, I really don't. Um. So yeah, that's a, that's. I've it never would be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Now I'm saying that, but I think I think like if I like someone, I'm so. I'm so gracious about someone's past yeah like if someone's like you know i've had sex with a hundred guys i'm like well as long as that was all before me yeah you know as long as you're not gonna do that right like right i just don't i don't know i just don't like the past is the past it's gone it doesn't even exist but that's just uh, i don't know that just i've never actually had this conversation i've never really had this off mic conversation with anybody if i would you know how that would impact me um so yeah, I don't know. That's that's a well, we that's see a whole other topic. That's, that's a whole other topic. It's it, interesting. I, thing. I guess maybe you know to to summarize what I'm struggling with, and that is, I would have always said the belief should inform the you know the application action. of the lifestyle, whatever you know, the actions, all that type of stuff, right? But I'm also 51, and I know that life's had a lot of different turns than I believed they would and i've when i've turned the corner and it wasn't like i thought it was going to be i've had to go back and rethink what i believed 
before I made that turn. Yeah. You know, whether it's uh, someone that's struggling with their child that's that said they're gay now. Right. And they've believed all along scripture is adamantly against the abomination of homosexuality. Yeah. Well, that person is not going to, you know, throw away their child. They now are at a pivotal place where they've got to think, what do I now believe about homosexuality and what the Bible says? Because I have a son or a daughter that's right in front of me that says now they're gay, which is a contrary to what I've though. I love those moments for people because I love it that it, it causes them. to. I mean, I don't love it that they have to go through it because sure. it's no fun. But I love the fact that they usually get to a good place with it because it requires them to wrestle with something that they were so adamant in belief about. And I'm a pretty big believer that a lot of the things that you don't be, that you believe today are probably a figment of the actual truth yeah. in the end figment or pigment. Yeah, I don't figment. know. Figment. Um, and so I'm really struggling with the fact of just where does, I feel like you do need doctrine though. And something to tether yourself to you can't just be like i don't it doesn't i mean it's, it's like the tree's god or let you know the benji my dog is god you know what i'm saying like i feel like there has to be something that i'm so there's i'm not throwing out doctrine and theology altogether, but i'm trying to understand what its place is in my life when it comes to the actual application or living out of what it is here i mean i look at my mom died a year and a half ago you know and she was a you know, wonderful, beautiful Christian woman in the sense of she read her Bible every day. She tithed just, I mean, every, my dad still tithes today, you know, and, and sometimes it doesn't even go to church a lot, but you know, I run it, do his money for him. He's like, I want to get that, you know, money to the church, you know, wow. it's so important to him, you know, and I'm, and I don't see it necessarily like that, you know, and, but that's important for him emotionally. And, and they gave to the building fund. They were, they were, you know, stand up members of a church. Right. right. And they, and then I think my mom passes and I'm like, if there is no afterlife, what did all that mean for her? Yeah. You know, and because a lot of that was being done for her to, to go into the next life. And, and a lot of what we do today, I, I don't know, it's just a lot of things swirling sure. around up there. And I mean, and this is why I think this topic is, is good. And I'm looking for some place to kind of land here yeah. because I feel like it's easy to be untethered. And I don't like that. I don't mind sure. being tenuously tethered to something. Sure. But but I definitely don't like being completely untethered like I'm in space, just floating away from the space station. Sure. Yeah, man, that, there's a lot in all that uh, that you, you talked about. And I think for me, the my tether is what I, I've always referred to as an anchor. My anchor has always been in in the example of Jesus and the goodness towards men, mm -hmm. people, humans. That's my tether. Like whether whether Jesus was God or not, whether he walked on water or not, whether Jonah was swallowed by a whale or not, whether Adam and Eve were the first two humans or not. To me, all of that is immaterial to how I live my life in accordance to other humans serving, you know, living by compassion, mm -hmm. um, you know, being honest and upright and not that I'm always that way, I mean, I, but that, that's my goal, right? And so for me, my tether has always been in goodness in trying to be, I, I, someone emailed me today and they said they watch all of our, listen to our podcast and watch mm -hmm. my posts. And, and, uh, and I think they're a little bit more Christian than I am, but they said, uh, they said, Timmy, you know, what's wild is I really love your journey. And I can tell you have such a sweet, tender heart mm -hmm. and you're, you're on a journey 
uh, but you're all about goodness. You're about honesty. Let and, me ask you this. That. What informs your goodness? Because you've, so let's just say that you, you're believing the doctrine of goodness, Yeah. but, but there's something before that that's informing that. Where uh, does that come from? I think it comes from my upbringing, right? The Christian okay. upbringing, right? You know, to okay. be an example like Jesus and to yeah. love. But even again, if I found out today that that is totally all false, it's made up. Right. You're actually supposed to be against mankind or something. Yeah, I'd like, be like, oh, yeah. Right. Like, that doesn't I don't seem know. right. Right. <laughs> so for me, it wouldn't change. Like I wouldn't go out and start killing people and right. you know ravaging, doing weird things. I would still live true to the my core belief of goodness. Right. And, and love and kindness and grace and mercy and uh-huh. forgiveness and and something you brought up about the the gay community something that again there's another part of my journey of of moving away from evangelical fundamental yeah. christianity i had i grew up with a friend and he was gay from early on and yeah. i remember like we knew each other young 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 yeah he was 10 years old and i remember i was out playing football with all our friends at the church and he was on the sidelines, didn't want to play football. He was playing with the Barbie dolls, right? Uh-huh. You know, I'm out playing football. And he and I actually are roommates in Bible college, which I'll tell you that story here in a second. But I always knew there was something, I don't know how to say this, but it was always something soft mm-hmm. about him, you know, something feminine. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't care. I mean, mm-hmm. so he likes to wear heels. I'd like to wear whatever. It was no problem. We got to college. Well, he, his parents sent him to the Exodus program to pray the gay out, to, you know, exercise the gay out of him and all that stuff. And I'll never forget, we were sitting in a prayer circle in, in Bible college and we're going around, it's a men's prayer group, right? And we're going around the room. This guy's like, I've, you know, I've been looking at porn and I've been masturbating and I had sex with my girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. right. We're going around the room, like, you know, guys confessing their yeah. fucking sins. We get to my friend. He said, yeah, I'm struggling with same sex desire, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody, not me, but everybody shunned him, asked him to leave the group. What? And I remember that was, that was a pivotal point in my life. His too, right? He left the church at that point and fully just came out of, of his trying to bury his gay. Just came out. He said he felt more peace. I bet. It was all better, right? Even felt more loved by God, more connected to God, but less connected to the church. Yep. And I remember at that moment to me that something deep and profound in me that if a parent, I'm going to probably get a little bit punchy here. If a parent is a hardcore Christian and they could not love and accept their gay child, fuck them. They deserve to go to fucking hell. The parents mm-hmm. like, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You're going to base your fucking love for your child on some ancient fucking book that has six verses that are up for interpretation. And you're going to shun your child, excommunicate them from your love and your fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> like that's such an unchristian Yes. Worthy of hell type I, thing to me. Yeah. And so, and I remember I had someone ask me one it, it time. It tells me a lot about that person is, is not a deep thinker about their faith. They're, they're just write the rules, write the rules on the board yes. and I'll just follow them for what they say, but they have no context for anything of what was really the, 
primer behind yeah. them there. And so it tells me that they're pretty, pretty thin when it came to the depth of their own faith. Yeah. The fact that you couldn't just embrace your child. Right. Yeah. I, I find that so just so despicable and that, you know, here I am, I believe in grace, but I don't have much grace for that. Yeah. For some reason that that's one of the things I think it's because my friend, I saw his pain. We were roommates in, in yeah. Bible college. Oh. And I saw the pain and the rejection that he felt from the fucking church. Yeah. Like from the very people that should yes. be loving him and showing compassion. Which, yeah. which comes back to what you're hitting on my 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 struggle here. And that is why is the church doing that? Because they're they're holding to a belief more than they are the what is right before them ought to be a, an act of compassion and grace oh, and mercy. Yes. But it's like for them, they're, they're going to, you know, stand with their, their metaphorical, emotional, theological guns. And they were going to fight to the end to defend a doctrine over destroying someone else's life. And you know what I mean? And the, I struggle with that big time. I, yeah. I think if, you know, there's, there's always, you know, principles in life and some one of them you know is that if you know if 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 there's two opposing positions on individuals that you both respect you know it's like tread tread lightly you know or you know that no one says well go fast you know and make the decision you know it's like if you had two if, if you've asked two people that you respect and they say you know like uh, and it's that's like that ought to give you pause to think i need to probably rethink this a little bit i feel like in christianity the same thing happens right it's like if we look at a theology and we think in the first verse, it says that God created man in his image. And later on, I'm believing a doctrine that makes this person want to go out and kill themselves because of the way that they think that they were born. There's something fucked up and wrong about my theology. I ought to pause and step back and reflect on what's going on here. Because yeah. no, if, and, and if I said, well, well, you know, why don't you put your son up there on the altar like Abraham did and see if God will test, are you going to sacrifice? They'd be like, no, I mean, they'd have way, you know what I mean? Like no one yeah. would do that, but, but because it's, uh, you know, acceptable because they can shame someone for their, you're destroying the person either way. Yeah. Whether you're sacrificing the child on the, you know, like Abraham was asked to do, or right. you're sacrificing your child in life because you're shunning him. Yeah. Something ought to make you pause and think, God, if I got this right, because this does not feel right at all. I mean, think about it. I, I when I had the conversation with the atheist, which I'll I'll post that one in tomorrow. But one of the things that he said that when he's talking to a, a Christian or a religious person, he'll say two things. He'll say one, he'll say, "Could your child do anything?" If the person has a child, mm -hmm. he's like, "If your son or daughter." Is there anything that they could do that you would douse them in gas and light them on fire? No. Right. He's like, but you believe in your right. Christian faith that we're all children of God, born in the image of God. Mm -hmm. We're all created in God's image. That's in the fucking Bible. Right. But then the second thing he says, he said, if you felt God or if God came to you and said, I want you to kill Abram, right. I want you to stab him in right. the fucking heart. Right. Couldn't uh, do it. Well, not, it, right. Not just you couldn't. It wouldn't even be a struggle. No. It'd be like, what the right. fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know what I don't know what that is where people get so adamant. They get so tethered to a belief. Maybe this is it. Okay. It's the opposite of this. I said that there's this, um, what did I call it? It was a term. 
shoot. It was a term social scientists have given to a situation that's an anomaly, but it's held up as the norm, meaning that I wish I could come up better example. Let's just say in the Christian church that um, Bill and Susie are struggling to pay their bills and they, you know, it's Wednesday night and it's testimony time, show and tell. So the pastor, anybody's a hot mic. Anybody want to come up and tell us what God's done in your life this week? Well, Bill steps up and he says, I've been praying, you know, we haven't made it very public because I wanted to trust in the Lord, but we needed $85.97 to pay our electrical bill. And Susie went out to the mailbox on Tuesday and guess what? Well, everybody can finish the sentence. There's a check in there for $85.95, you know, said, yeah. and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's right. It's like, if that did happen, fine. Let's, whether it did or not, it doesn't matter. Right. But what happens then, because that now is, but that's an anomaly that's not, that's a one chance at one out of a hundred that that happens. Let's There's just been say, a lot of people that have prayed for shit and didn't, it didn't happen. Right. But the one is what we hold up as the norm. And so now every, all the, everybody else, including the 99, is evaluating their situation based on this rare anomaly that's happened. And I'm wondering if that's what's happening when you look in Scripture many times, like Abraham you know, being asked to sacrifice his own son. So what's the example that we do? Well, if you think you got faith, would you sacrifice? I don't know, but God's I, no, no one that I know that is Christian has ever been asked to sacrifice their son. There's only one example that I've ever known, and it's Abraham in the Bible. <laughs> so it's like, but yet the one example that we always want to test our faith by is would you sacrifice your own child? And it's like, I, I wish I knew what the term was, but it was something like hedonistic adaptation or something. But the idea of it is, is that these rare one-offs that'll never happen again right. become the standard by which we all measure. And I'm wondering if that happens in scripture a lot, meaning that there's a, there's a concept of God speaking to someone. Well, you and I talked about how you know something. It's like, I remember I'd be driving home wondering to know if I was called to the ministry. And I had heard that other people had been called to the ministry, and they said that God sent them a shooting star. I would pray and pray and pray. We're driving home. I'd be like, I, am I doing the right thing? Send me a shooting star. Shoot me. Did it ever happen? No. Yeah. I'm, trying to I'm trying to measure my situation. All along, I thought I was called to the ministry. But I needed that confirmation so badly. Why? Because I had heard some rare anomaly of someone else bringing it up over here, and I felt like that was because the standard then. If I don't get a shooting star, I must not be like Charles Spurgeon or Charles Stanley or Billy Graham or whatever their stories of coming to know that they were called to the ministry were. I was looking for one of those as well. And those are the rare, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. reading a biography or an autobiography of someone and then saying, well, you know, you're the majority of people's life. The reason it's a biography is because it's so remarkable. Right. The majority of people's lives are not, you know, worthy of reading right. because they're just normal. Right. But yet the standard that we hold it up to is these rare situations. And I think that's maybe where we get in trouble with scripture a lot of times. And if you read enough and if you're astute enough, those kind of things happen to people not religious. People that, you right. know, I was supposed to get on a plane and I ended up, not, mm -hmm. I felt sick that day or I didn't mm -hmm. want to go that day or whatever. And they didn't get on the plane and that plane crashed, mm -hmm. and, you know, but, but, and I heard this back 9-11, this is way back, but 9-11, I remember um, 700 Club, fucking mm. Pat Roberts was on mm -hmm. there going, we have with us a special guest, a guy that works at the Twin Towers. Uh -huh. He was supposed to be there today, but he felt in his heart he was supposed to stay home. Brr, 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 brr. 
that's the dumbest fucking thing you could ever hear because you know how many fucking Christians were in the night in the fucking twin yes. towers that died? Yes. How many babies they had a daycare in the basement? Fuck you, Pat's Robert. You're so fucking this is <laughs> this is what ruins Christianity. Yes. This is the kind of shit that people look for to gauge their life, their spirituality based upon, well, wow, that didn't happen to me and I ended up crashing my car. Why didn't God have me stay at home? It's that kind of shit that you're talking about, I think, that's it doesn't help our cause no, not or at all. the cause of faith. So, you know, as we as we come to the last 30 minutes of this podcast. This is where so we get this, this is, is where, where we get serious. serious. <laughs> you can tell we both preach because we'll be going like this and preaching away and then fuck Pat Robertson. Fuck all right. <laughs> and then we go down and say, but if you Listen to your heart. We take it down like 10 <laughs> notches, right? You're like, whoa, like what's happening here? <laughs> Tune in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we were Here's going 100 where... miles an hour. Now we're going four. So I think, as, as we talked about just briefly, and then you said, let's go live. Okay, so to me, what I think necessitates being a Christian, this would be how I would define it. If, I, if you would say, Timmy, I think you're a Christian. Here's what I would say. I try to... Follow the teachings of Jesus. So, which leads to the question that you ask is, is being a Christian about a belief in Jesus or is it being a follower of Jesus? Meaning, do I need to believe that Jesus was God? Is it my belief that Jesus was God? He was born of a virgin. That's what makes me a Christian. Or is it following or living by the teachings of Jesus that makes you a Christian? I would say the, the latter. I would right. say that to me, it's following the teachings of Jesus, whether Jesus was God or not, or born of a virgin or not, or walked on water or fed 5,000 or whatever the fuck, right? Whether that's true or not, I think to be a Christian is to be Christ-like, to follow the teachings of Jesus. Right. I don't think I have to believe which is the Jesus majority, which is the majority of what, what Adams brought it up on the podcast last week. I know Grace said, but a lot of vision missions, I should say mission statements, is about we want to be a church, blah, 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 that turns people into followers of Jesus, right? There's right. something about the following part of Christ, right? Yes. And I'm wondering if there's maybe a way to define it is to say, are you are you a Christian and, and that and that kind of comes back to the Nicene Creed. And it's like, yeah. you're making a statement that you believe all those things and the doctrines are important to you. Yeah. Or are you a follower of Christ? And then to your point, you don't necessarily have to believe in all those things, even though if they're if they're true, wonderful, but they sure. don't change your belief. You're still going to live your life based on how Christ taught. Right. I think where I'm at personally is I'm open. If maybe it is true, maybe Jesus was God, I, you know, maybe. Maybe he was born of a virgin. Yeah. I don't know that. I guess if he did, would that and wouldn't it? It doesn't take away, but does it add more credibility? To maybe what you believe? No, no, not, no, not really. Okay. I mean, if he, if great, I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. I, that's neat. I, that's so rare, so abnormal. No one else has ever had that experience. Yeah. Um, which again, that's, that's what makes Christianity so special, right? That Jesus is the only one that came and did, did all this stuff, which is, you know, you, that's, I remember preaching that that's what made it so unique and so special is that God in Christ was reconciling the world to himself. Right. And, right. You know, and, 
which I think is a beautiful story. I think yeah. it's a wonderful story. And if it's true, that's awesome. But even if it's not actually true, what Jesus or what it said of Jesus is still, I resonate with it. I mean, love your enemies, do good to those who curse you. Right. Love covers a multitude of sins. I mean, oh, I mean, I could get emotional thinking about how how powerful the message of Jesus is. It's just for some reason I have a there's just something in me that goes, well, but if it's not true, it's still awesome. So where do you so as you're talking, I'm sitting there thinking, where how do we reconcile the piece of scripture though, where it's about the rebirth and being reborn and all that? Now, again some spiritual teachers might modify nuance that a little differently in the sense of it, you know, it, it is a rebirth, but it's, but it's not a spiritual rebirth in the sense that you were, you know, a Christian and now you're or non-Christian. Now you're a Christian or yeah. you, you move from lightness, darkness to light or, you know, something like that. Maybe it's more of just this journey that we're on. That's a rebirth. I don't know. The hero's journey. Right. But it's like, but I guess in my mind, there is two parts to it. And that is, a significant amount of what Christians believe in Christianity is about the rebirth, being saved in Christ and what he did on the cross and the forgiveness of sins and all those types of things. Yeah. And that, therefore, then leads to a new lifestyle, right? And all the yeah. things that you're talking about, you're basically adopting and being okay with adopting the lifestyle without the catalyst of the rebirth. How do you reconcile or what, in our view, how do we 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 I seem I I feel like we need to interact with that piece of it, and sure. I don't, and, and because it's such a core piece yeah. to Christianity, and we're kind of saying like, well, that doesn't matter. Whatever happened, I don't need to be reborn. I don't need to say the sinner's prayer. I'm still going to be kind and generous and everything. You know what I'm right. saying? And like, you kind of see where I'm going sure, there sure. a little bit. So I'm wondering where that rebirth salvation piece plays out in our in our uh, yeah, that's that's a really good thought question. here framework. But so. I would look at it this way. Like the first thought that, that come to my mind is when I watch a movie like the pursuit of happiness or some movie yeah. that, that's makes you a, think differently. Yeah, it just has a powerful impact on your life. You know, they're acting. It's a story. It's yeah. made up. It's not real. Right. Right. It's a real story, but it's not a factual event. It's acting. Yeah. But and, it makes you feel something that's it, outside of the movie. Yes. So again, whether that was a real based on a true story, you know, those movies are always fun too. Yeah. But whether it's just some kind of made up story out of someone's head to communicate this powerful message of maintaining a positive mental attitude in the midst of adversity and, you know, you'll come out at the other end. Great. To me, the story of Jesus is, is th that. Yeah. And if it's true, then it's that. And it's just true. Meaning it's, like, wow, that, that was actually based on a true story. It wasn't just a story. It was based on a true story. It was real. And so it doesn't, it doesn't change for me in that aspect because I don't believe in the literal. Because if I did believe in the literal, then I would have to believe that Buddhists, Hindus, and everybody else would go to hell. And so I, I just can't go with the, that side of the coin that, no, you must believe in the death burial and resurrection of Jesus as a fact in order to be saved. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that you need to believe that in order to be saved. I believe the concept of that story is what can transform your life to yes. be saved. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I, 
I feel like yeah, it makes no, sense to my own brain. No, right. I, no, I, if I'm picking up what you're saying, um, is when you were talking, I, I'm thinking, and I'm going to ask you this question. When, when you, I, know, I think I know the answer, but I, and, I, and I think the answer is my point, and that is when I look back at my own life, I think that I wanted to believe that whenever I got saved and I heard the message and I remember telling my mom, when we get home, I want to go pray. And I remember going to the back bedroom and I kneeled down beside the bed and yeah. she led me to, it was a special, you know, it was a special, special, you know, and, but I didn't know, I thought something transformational was happening there, you know, yeah. and it was maybe transformational and the transformational was, but I didn't know it at the time, but it was more just me saying, I'm making a commitment that I'm going to try to follow the ways of the church and the teachings that I'm learning in Sunday school and, and mom, dad, obeying you and, <laughs> Here's a story, funny story for you. I remember pivotal moments in my life as a Christian. I remember going to church and my heart being pricked that rock and roll music was wrong. And I came home to me and I got all my, I had a whole stack of 45, you know, 45 records, yep, whatever. Yep, I don't yep, know what the 45s, 45s, yep, yep. the little ones, you yes. know, and I took them down and I went upstairs. It was probably after a Wednesday night. Cause I remember it was either Wednesday night or Sunday night. Cause we were Baptists and the only night we went to church, yeah. you know? And we went both nights. And I remember my dad, he didn't go on those nights. He just went Sunday morning with us. He was downstairs watching TV. And I remember bringing my records down to him and going before him, sitting in his recliner. I can picture it. And I was bawling. And he was like, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? You know, like he didn't know. I was so convicted for listening to rock and roll music that I was giving my dad all my records because I didn't want those in my life anymore. And I remember my mom saying, Bob, just, you know, kind of like, you know, like, this isn't a human moment going yeah. on here. This is something divine happening. Don't ruin it. <laughs> God you know? is moving. Right. He was like, why are you crying with a record? You know, and my mom's like, this is a spiritual, you know? Yeah. And, but for me again, was that part of my salvation? That was me just a manifestation of what was changing in my heart about the way that I wanted to live. No different than me, not picking up cigarettes or something. I mean, all, you know, all these things, but I, but but I can tell you about two weeks later that I was down in the cabinet and I was playing those records on my dad's record player, so it didn't last long. <laughs> I did that too. I, I we had a, a big bonfire at the church. Okay, we brought all of our yeah tapes worldly and, yeah, all that shit and threw it on the yeah. bonfire and burned it all yeah. up. Yeah. So you said something that really made me think here. Does believing something make it true? No, right, right. Just because I believe that if right. I blow myself up along with the infidels, I'm going to have 77 virgins. Right. Does that then make it true? No. But I believe it to the point of blowing my fucking self up. But believing something doesn't make it true. So what I'm saying is. It, is, it doesn't inspire you to. Well, what I would say is this. The message of Jesus inspires me. So much, but I, it, whether it's true or not, it, it inspires me. It inspires you to do what though? To make the transformation to live a life that makes a difference Yeah, you know, to, to live a life based. Like I hear the story of Jesus and I'm like, sacrificial living, forgiving those who hurt me. Right. Like speaking no evil. I mean, it's like, I hear that and I'm like, whether that shit's true or like, whether that guy actually existed and that was all true or not that is a fucking awesome yeah. way to live yes so for me i've just been able to get to a point in my life that i don't need that to be true 
for it to impact my life and lifestyle. If it's true, great. Right. But if it's not, it's still fucking awesome. And I doubt that you would have been, you know, back to what I was, the point I was trying to make, just because you kneeled down in the back bedroom and made that choice, you probably, you still would have lived the good life. Like that's just how you're wired as a human, right? Yes. You, it wasn't like at that moment you were at the crossroads of good and evil. Right. And if you didn't make the choice, you were like, well, I'm, I'm gonna, going on a killing spree. I'm killing people. Or I'm accepting yeah. Jesus. Right. I'm going to rape all the women and children. You know, it's yeah. like, no, I'm like you. And so I think we put a lot of weight in this salvation story. And I'm wondering if in reality, the redemptive aspect of it, of salvation is more this transformational journey that we're on. I think that's that it. when, when, when you're, when you sleep with a woman and, and you didn't plan on having a commitment with her and you feel bad about it, you, 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 you apologize or you make right with yourself or you, you don't do it again or, yeah. you know, whatever the case, or, or you, you just clarify, <laughs> this is just for fun, right? No commitment. You're not expecting cuddle anything. Buddies. <laughs> Send that user agreement over Steve. I need the cuddle buddy user agreement. What's the latest version? What's the, no, this is the old version. I need the latest cuddle buddy version. I was like, oh, when are we going to bring up Steve Janky? Steve Janky, <laughs> Mr. Cuddle buddy himself. For this we drop his oh name. my god well we go big time we're our big we are big we time. are big time which is what we we are big time right it doesn't matter if it's true it's what we believe that's absolutely right dad gummit oh shit but that's true i mean in my journey being single now there i'm trying to think if i really ever sleep with a girl i really haven't because my 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 journey has been full honesty You'd feel bad if you felt like you manipulated someone I into it, that did, oh, and you God, and you're not like that. No, no, right. no. If a girl is you actually the, at all. the stories you've told me, it's actually yep. the opposite. If you pick up on anything that it's not going to go to that, yep. You basically are like hands back off back. completely, hundred yep. percent. Yeah, yeah. I recently was dating a girl and she going through a divorce and all that, and which made me a little uncomfortable anyway. But the resistance made me go, no, that's fine. Like let's just be friends. Yeah, I'm totally like, yeah, no way. Only if they would want something or if they would, you know, yeah, consent, right? It's like, no. And like, you're right. Even if there's hesitation, like, I don't know, I normally don't do, I'm like, hey, when the, we're not starting now. Like, right. I don't want to be the guy that you're feeling bad about. Like, right. only if, right. if you've drank too much, for sure it's not happening. Right. Uh, only if you want to and we're sober and this is just, we're having fun. We're yep. just two adults being adults. Great. Other than that, no go. I'll just take care of myself later. <laughs> right, right. And have no guilt. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I think that it's funny that we didn't even plan on this particular conversation going down the road of what is actually true and what our beliefs are versus what we believe to be true in our lifestyle. Like what, what I love the story of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love the teachings of Buddha. I mean, I love some sure. of the teachings of Hinduism. I'm sure. not, I'm not as familiar with those. Right. Uh, but I had a, I interviewed a Buddhist on my podcast mm -hmm. and we talked about the eight tenets of Buddhism and, okay. And I was like, wow, that's, that's fascinating. You know uh -huh. how, how, how I can see the overlay with the teachings of right, Jesus. Right. And, uh, but when it gets down to the the I don't know what the word is the minutia the you know the fine detail yeah. like the letter of the law yeah. the dag the dogmatic there's okay. the word the, 
when people are dogmatic, in other words, you must believe specifically these things. The Bible college I went to, which is shut down, by the way, it went out of business and they had, well, it was assemblies of God. Mm. Fuck them. Anyway, um, in the assemblies of God, they have the 17 tenets of faith Mm -hmm. and those 17 tenets of faith, Lance, it's quite, it's quite a distinct long list. And I'm going to, I'm going to look it up because I think it's, um, what I say, the 17 tenets of faith. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I want to look that up because that's, that's what I had to agree to, to, Mm, um, right. Be a person of, you know, to be on campus and to be a place, yeah. to be on, to be in the college or to be in the faith itself or what? Yeah. To be a, so I was ordained. Oh, as it a, not, oh they fucking changed them to 16. the 16. Oh. They dropped one. Let's see what are they are. Are you sure it was 17? Oh, I hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. I studied it. Okay. So here are the 16 fundamental truths of the fucking Islamies of God. Number one, the scriptures inspired one yep. true God. Yep. Number two. Yep. Number three, the deity of the right. Lord Jesus Christ. Right. See, there, there you go. Right? Yeah, you have all, to believe that Jesus yeah. was God. The fall of man. Yep. Which the one thought there's a there's a verse there's a scripture in the Bible. I don't have time to look it up, but there's a verse that I again in my journey away from evangelical Christianity, the fundamental part. There's a verse that talks about how all men have sinned because of Adam. Right. And then, but not everybody's made right. By Jesus, this is the teaching. Yeah, you have to accept Jesus and confess and live and do all this stuff to be able to then incorporate the Jesus on you to right. be forgiven of your sin. Right. But the Scripture reads different. It reads in such a way that by Adam all men sin, then by Jesus all men are made right. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Not not based upon my belief, not based upon anything, just based upon. Mm-hmm the finished work of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So when you really, in my opinion, when you really get into theology and really biblical teaching and understanding for me, even if you're a hardcore fundamental Christian, I would think you would have to believe that if Adam's sin was just impugned on you, whatever that word is, just Mm -hmm. you're not a sinner because of anything you've done. You're a sinner because of fucking Adam. Right. My nature was a simple nature because of Adam. Right. Right. But then Jesus came and died for the sins of all men. So you're just made right instantly. Right. My nature's redeemed at that point. Right. So I always thought that was a little squirrely. Anyway, the fall of man, the salvation of man, number five, number six, the ordinance of the church. I have no fucking idea what that is. Number seven, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. (laughs) That's the Pentecostal thing. Yeah. That's that's where the Baptists don't have it, they said. Number eight, the initial physical evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is speaking in tongues. That's the one we that's don't That's the tenets have. of faith. Like, you have to speak in tongues in yeah. order to be— Yes. That's evidence of the that's, Spirit of God being within right. you. Sanctification, which is not a finished work. It's a progressive work. Right. Number 10, the church and its mission, which, you know, I love the church Great. and the idea of com- yeah community yeah. and all that. Number 11, the ministry, which is the five-fold ministry— Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and all that shit. Uh, Number 12, divine healing, that that Jesus was crucified, uh, died for not only our sins, but he was bruised and beaten for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our sin was upon him. In other words, that verse in Isaiah is that we were, we were, Jesus was beaten, and, and, and because of his beating and bruising, we have been made whole healthy right right? so that's the divine healing teaching number 13 the blessed hope which is the return of jesus uh 
14, the millennial reign of Christ. That's the thousand the, yeah, the whole thing. Revelation number 15, the final judgment, <laughs> which, which is every human that has ever lived for all times, even the Neanderthals, the Dzinnifans, like every fucking person, yeah. right, is going to stand before the judgment seat. Yeah, anyway, that's that. And then number 16. So I'm pretty sure there was 17. They dropped one. I'm sure. I'm curious which one it was. Number 16, the new heaven and the new earth. Which you can see the the, the uh, progression there. And the progression, right, is that, first of all, all this comes from... The first thing they say is that you got to believe in the divineness of Scripture because all the things that they talk about after that are come from Scripture, not necessarily the natural world that we see them in. But then, too, it was you need to believe in the fall of man. You need to believe that Christ is God because he only a God can save you. Um, right. You know, it's it's you can see the the transgression or not the transgression, but the the progression of how they go through yes. all the way to the end that you know, now we're in the church age. Christ will come. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I guess. And, and that's fine. I guess I don't I can't be critical of them if if, sure, if, sure. if that's what they want to believe it's no sure. different than going oh. down and being the tenants of the bfw or the marines right. or the code that's what the code right. they want to live by but i guess i think the problem that i have with it and where i struggle is with is if if i meet you and we're assembly your assemblies of god and you believe in that and and i'm on my journey with what i'm believing in that they don't you don't feel like we can have communion or fellowship amongst us and that's not true i'm like we're both out living the doing the same thing I'm yeah. feeding the poor out in Raytown. You're feeding the poor over here in, in North Kansas City. And it's like, and I don't know what you're doing. You don't know what I'm doing. But yet, when we get together, we think we have, there's just such a division between us. And it's like, yeah. no, we're both motivated by the love of Christ. And I'm doing this and you're doing that. And But yet, for some reason, because I've said I don't necessarily believe in the, the, the strictness of all of those things that are laid out in the 16 tenets of the Assemblies of God faith, yeah. you feel like, therefore, I'm not as worthy of you. And there would, that's when I have a problem with it. Sure. Because in the end, the doctrine, I don't necessarily, I mean, I, I've lived the faith, right? I, sure, I yeah. can't say necessarily that those, those, I wanted to believe those doctrines made a big difference. And maybe, they, maybe they've made such a difference on me today that I'm just living them unconsciously. And, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like just natural. I don't think that's the case. Sure. But I don't I don't know. I guess I'm kind of rambling here, but well, it, it back, comes back to what yeah. we were saying and that was there's like two parts to Christianity and it's a lot of it is there's there's kind of the doctrine and there's the lifestyle yeah. and there's also you know a, a subpoint of each of those is a little bit of just you know the rebirth and that that importance which comes out of the doctrine and then the afterlife of all, you know, of that informing your life. And it seems like there's people that follow on both sides of those camps and that it's like, what's more important to you, the manifestation of the doctrine and how you live it and who cares what you believe. We're both helping the little old lady across the street. Yeah. Does it, you know, is, does it matter that that's, I think that's to me is where. I think the Bible even teaches more. It's lifestyle. Right? I, I agree. Like when I look the at part it. that I'm still struggling the most with though, is the, the divine nature of the salvation, because that seems to be such a huge piece of scripture Yes, that it's like God has creation. It went downhill. Jesus comes on the scene as his son to redeem it, including mankind, his highest form of creation. And, and none of that, most Christians would say that's just the precursor, the, the ticket into the lifestyle. And we're kind of, over, we're kind of skipping over that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, 
and I, I do want to recant what I said. I said there were 17 fundamentals. It might be 16 fundamentals. Now that I've kind of looked, researched okay. a little bit on the internet, yeah. I might have missed it by one. So sorry, sorry, Assemblies of God. I, I spoke too soon. If you were in college in those days, it was probably like, you know, no sleeping with girls till you're married or something. And they were like, but for people who are married, there's only 16. But for you guys, then college, there's 17. There's one more. One more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an interesting point. The The thing that, I think where I'm, well, I know where I'm at. I can't reconcile. And even Adam did a good job. I mean, Adam was master. He's a yeah. master. He's masterful at this stuff. But I, even though his answer was so like fucking awesome, it still didn't address the real question that I had, which is we have 300,000 minimum years of humanity. So there's no salvation for all those people. There was no Jesus. Oh, and you're so, saying there's 300,000 years before Christ came on. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so when I think that this, but the so Bible, like, but, this but, is the way this, you know, this is the way there is no other way to God, but through Jesus. But they, wouldn't they say, I mean, again, this is only in the biblical times, which is again, to your point, way down on the, the trajectory of man, because of the fact that we have a human form of writing to understand right. tells you that we were evolved way before but the bible would teach though that people before christ though were saved through the sacrificial system right but but i think what you're making a point and that is before was that all around since day one i we don't know it couldn't be it couldn't right? be i mean Right, yeah, it couldn't be right. The people drawn in the caves, they didn't fucking know. Well, right, and it that seems like an an odd like where in nature would you get the inclination? Like it's one thing if you're in nature and you're looking around and it's like you know there's something to this whole reborn thing, and someone's like what? And it's yeah. like well think about it, the tree over there, the leaves fall off of it, and then they come back and spring. You know, maybe that they would be looking in the natural world trying to describe it. Well, there's like, okay, well, Bill, you can't argue with that or whatever the guy's yeah, name, yeah. Neanderthal Ned. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in the natural world, you, you could look around, but, but where would they have picked up the sacrifice? Yeah. Other we do because of scripture, but I'm wondering in the natural world, what would have pointed them to there's something I could see where they would be pointed to something outside of like who created this. Yeah. But would they have thought of themselves as sinners? Right. And no. I, and I need, you know what I mean? And that's, and you and I do I mean, think about it. No creature except for humans. You know, you don't think dogs walk around and they like right. shit on the carpet and go, I feel so bad that I've broken the rules of the, they only know because you punish them. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do punish them, otherwise they'll just keep shitting on the floor. So there is no, no other species that 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 I think, I mean, at least from what we know, has any kind of a conscious uh, recollection. I mean, there's homosexuality in, in animals. Right. You know, right. guys will fuck guys and girls fuck girls. And like, I mean, it's just there is no difference and there's no guilt. There's no shame. But but are they doomed for for hell? I mean, is that is that it? You know, because of of their view of, you know, what I mean, mm -hmm. like. I don't know. That, does that make sense? Like, yes. I, like in my mind, I'm like, why would we be held accountable for something like that? But then the animals aren't right. You know, I mean, if you're going to go down that rabbit hole of believing in the teachings of, of scripture, right? Well, <laughs> this is a whole nother, this is a whole nother can of worms, but 
someone I listened to a podcast this week and it it said something a fact the fact of about how humans are so good at pain management, meaning that anything of pain or suffering we we're good at suppressing, you know boredom yes. boredom or you know what I mean like we're good at you know of, of pushing down those feelings of uncomfortableness and and finding something else and I'm like I started thinking about that a little bit I'm like how much of Christianity gives us hope that we're of pain management it 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 gives us something to believe in that's outside of ourselves that you know makes us say hey this world isn't every this isn't the end there's something more and if there wasn't anything more would that have brought on maybe a little bit of anguish or consternation by man right and he didn't like it and it's like well then Maybe there's something bigger than I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and you look at a lot of scripture, it's it's a very hopeful book, which is fantastic. And and hope is something that you need when yes. there's pain. And if it ends, no one likes to watch a movie that it's like it ends and it's like, wait, they all died. Right. They all died. It's like, wait, what? You know, there's nothing. And it's like we're good at that. And I'm wondering how much of this is way off topic, but I'm wondering how much of scripture is man's idea of this of creating this story or these myths around or taking the things that they've seen or and maybe gotten them a little wrong because they've defined them more as you know like yeah if there is maybe like no you just die when you die you die you're not going to know that you're dead you're just dead it's like well that doesn't sound very appealing it's like you know maybe it's like then some you know later on some mom's telling their kid it's like no honey it there's 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 and there's yeah. a life after this don't let them fool you know and then then we've got this big story later on i mean i'm just rambling on but sure. but my point is that when you look at scripture from different ways it starts to take on a different form and than maybe the way it was theologically passed down to you when as you know maybe the puritans did to our forefathers and everything else. I think there's just a lot of nuance and maybe the way it was interpreted. Absolutely. All right. So I think Lance, you know, the, the, this has been such a, a therapeutic topic for me, you know, to talk about this because, you know, we've talked about beliefs versus lifestyle, you know, and, <laughs> and if you're feeding the homeless because you think Jesus wants you to, I'm feeding the homeless because I think Buddha wants me to, you know, <laughs> and so-and-so over here is feeding the homeless because they believe in the human, you know, humanity. Right. And then so-and-so is over here doing it because they think the Hindu gods are saying to do it. Right. It, I don't think it fucking matters. I think life is a journey and everyone listening to this podcast, I would just say this, don't judge yourself on the journey. Mm. If you believe it, great. If you don't, great. You're on a journey. Uh, you know, our friend, Steve Janke said <laughs> that he goes, isn't it all about seeking? Yeah. Isn't it about seeking truth? And many churches say that we're seekers of Christ right. or, or does anybody know Lance rubbing? No, honestly, no. Does anybody know with no. any definitive no. proof that any, that these 16 fundamentals no. are the, no, here's what we do know. What we, there's probably a word for this, but we're transposing something that's not what we know is what scripture has before us in the form that it's in today. Right. And you can um, look at you can take those 16 First things Timothy six, seven and, says and, this. and come back and say, right. well, let's make this, you know, that Jesus is man, fully man, because the Bible says, OK, that's fine. Then you're that's a biblical religion. Right. Right. And um, so that. But no, that is just a an entrance into 
what we think is that doesn't necessarily mean that's what's truth is happening out in here in the real world of right. how creation got here or the, what condition man is in or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, can you, can you imagine that, right? If there's a heaven and all that and you get to heaven and you're standing there, there must be a God. If you created that beautiful thing, I Shaley, know, look at that. my I mean, daughter's that's here. A proof, that there's, <laughs> proof. There's a God. That's my personality. Like I, where we have a podcast, I just can't lie. Like acknowledge someone else is in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, but the, I can't imagine that you're going to get to heaven, right? If there is one and then you're going to get to the thing and they're going to go, okay, like, right. You're going to be fundamentals, yo. Yeah. Did, and one of them was the streets are supposed to be gold and they're not. Fuck. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, are you going to be that? No, you're going to be like, it's not even going to matter. It's no. just so stupid. That to me, I, I, I do go back to, it's not about. Even though I, I beliefs are important, right? I mean, I believe yes. in humanity. I believe in the goodwill of men. I believe that people are created equal. I mean, there's certain things I believe, of course. Um, so I think beliefs are important, but I don't think that what I believe is then the ticket to my eternity. Right. It's how I live now, usually, and you said this early on in the podcast, what I believe typically translates into how I live. Yes. Right. Because there's certain things I believe. It's not that I believe that Jesus actually was God, that it makes me live a certain way. It's the belief in the teachings of Jesus, mm -hmm. whether Jesus even existed or not, literally whether some fucking person right. literally just made this all up. Right. I still go, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And I like that. Right. And I think that's a good and, idea. And what you're reading there makes sense the world that i live out there like like i ought to care about my fellow man the good samaritan who's down and out you know what i mean and yes. rather than walking by it's yeah my tendency wants me to walk by i like it that scripture counters that to say you ought to stop yes you know or whatever the case may be um, yeah you know the, the my natural self says to me if you're the um not the parabolic son. What's the, the prodigal, the son. prodigal son? The parabolic. The parabolic. The parabolic. The parabolic. The what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe if you're the if you're the prodigal son, my natural side wants to, especially if you're someone else's kid, I want to say, well, they did it to themselves. They right. they burned all their inheritance. They wasted right. all that. Right. Hell no, we're not going to let them back in. Like, right. but Bible counters that, right? It's like yeah. there's always this. Um, uh, it's a p word, not par man. I'm off <laughs> parabolic. Yeah. It's a it's a paradigm shift, yeah. but it's like it's this parallel. The it's this dichotomy of the way yeah. that I think that the world ought to be. If yeah. if my natural self says, you know screw them the bible usually tells me you need to think about it differently and right. i'm like oh are you or i you know they done me wrong the bible will say forgive them right you know if they jesus says if hey, they hit if you, you fuck that other woman if, that's not your wife that they say that's bad i'm saying if you even think, think about, about fucking it her, right like he takes it up a neville <laughs> right like right. i mean that i love that about me it too. you know um i don't know where we we're going there because i lost well I, I think that what we're pulling away from this whole thing is it's really whether the that at you drill it all the way down whether jesus actually existed or not right the the, the teachings that the we teachings get in the bible are still wonderful yes. they're still wonderful and it wouldn't change my life in any way 
They actually if, enhance or f- make you flourish in the life that we live today. Yeah. Everybody knows that generosity is flourishing. It's good to forgive whether your reasons for it are immaterial. I love you, hon. See ya. The, the, you know, to forgive, I think is a beautiful thing. It's a, yes. I, I just had someone tell me, uh, actually it was the podcast we were on with those two girls. Uh, yeah. Pam. That? Uh, no, with, uh, oh, Brie and yeah, Eileen Brie and, uh, Aileen, Eileen. Yeah. Uh, Aileen. Crap, I can't remember the title. Of I know the how podcast. you spe- Yeah. It was an A. The walk of shame or something. Yeah. Walk of shame. Yeah. So something that Bree said to me, we went to lunch together and she said that, um, Ah, I lost my train of thought. Um, she said, what were we talking about right there at the very end? Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> you, my mom started trying to think of their names and the bot podcast so much that I forgot what we, what were we talking Well, basically, the concept that we were talking about is just how much scripture is a counter to the way that, and, and how generosity, the, the teachings of scripture will actually enhance your life but they're contrary to what your natural self wants to do. You want right. to walk by the, the 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 homeless person and not give to them. You want to not forgive the person who's done you wrong. Yeah. Um, you 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 might you know the act of cheating. Jesus takes another level up to say even the thought of lust is is sin. Yes. You know. So there's and, oh, and right. all and all those things lead to a more enhanced lifestyle. Even though it's like anything. Of course, everyone wishes they could just eat anything and there was no, you stayed fit and everything. But the fact that you have to hold back and eat well and, and restrict yourself is, but it, in the end, it's a payoff for the long term. Yeah. Yeah. There, I, I don't know why my, literally that thought I had, I was like, this is so good. And then it yeah. just fluttered away like a little bird. I was like, oh, I forget what I was going to say. But I was trying to give Bree credit for saying something great over lunch and I, well, I can't remember what it is and maybe it'll come to me in a minute. But yeah, I, I, I do really think that whether so everybody listening wherever you are on your journey because here's where i I meet so many people who were raised a certain way Mm -hmm. and now they see things different and there's this guilt and shame that they struggle with like like parents will say to their kids well i raised you better than this in other words, mm. I raised you to believe that the Bible yeah. is literally true, right. and now you believe that it's not. You're an heir. You need to come back to right. believe this in order to be okay. But yet there's probably nothing in your lifestyle as a child that was being exemplified that was different. It was all about the belief. Right. It's But it's it's yeah. not like they're like, you the believe you've got straight true. F's and that's not Christian. It's like... It's like, mom, I've got straight A's. I'm volunteering at the homeless shelter on Saturdays. I'm, you know, I consoled my friend Susie the other night when she, you're doing all these things that are Christian, but yet somehow, man, if it's like we've gotten in our says that if, if you don't believe these things, regardless of how it's being manifested in the positive, in the lifestyle, we, it's like, if you don't believe these things, that's what you're going to get shamed on. Yeah. Some just doesn't line up there with me. Like, like it doesn't, again, I said this last week on the on podcast that Adam and them, and I said, it's, it's odd to me that in no other areas of our life, do we believe the same way? Meaning that if I, if I have a certain way of eating that's paleo and you have a certain way of eating, that's vegetarian. more vegetarian, we're both like, I'm not going to shame you. We're both like, man, this is awesome. We're both trying for the same thing to live a healthy lifestyle, to take care of our bodies but yet going about but, it differently, but we're going about it differently. And it's like, that's the way it is with everything. I like the chiefs. You like the Cowboys. I mean, it's, 
what I mean, it's like we have we're okay in all these other areas of our life, but this one area of religion that we hold to the belief so dearly. And, and yet we're willing to create factions amongst our friends and everything. But yet in the end, we both love football. We both love taking care of our bodies. We both, we, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, we somehow get back together. Now I said this to you off air. I do. I can see the importance of having doctrine when it comes to community because in some way it does bring around, bring some structure to things. And then you not ever, there's, there's gotta be something right. at mercy church, right? You right. guys still have a core set of beliefs and things around kindness and generosity right. and mercy, mercy and, yeah. and healing and all those types of things. Right. I mean, yeah. so those are your core beliefs. And if someone comes in and believes in not those things, it's like, you're not going to fit in here, but that's the way it is in any business in a culture or anywhere. Like every place has a culture. If the assembly of gods have 16 tenets that they want to hold to, and that's what keeps their structure intact. I think great. great. I'm Good not going to be a part of that. Right. Or if I am, then I know that that's what they believe. Um, anyway, and just, I think it's almost like the, like you mentioned about the, you know, the rules that govern football. Right. Are the rules. Yeah. That's a good point. You have yeah. to come down with whether these are, you know, life changing, life transformation. Yeah. It makes the rules. game flow. Right. Right. It, right. We all kind of, we all agree Agreed. on a common. Yeah. Here's the thing. We're going to do the three pitches. Yes. Four fouls, yes. three strikes, you're out. Yeah. This is we're all agreed right. on this. You don't get as many swings as you want until you hit the they ball. They could have said five. They could yeah, have said five strikes. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It's not based upon a, uh, an absolute truth. It's based on what we've decided to agree on. Which is actually very fascinating because I follow soccer. I love watching the Premier League, you know, and all that. And it's, you know, really? and, yo, oh, cool. and same thing when, you know, soccer is football has been around for so long. And when there is a slight adjustment in the rules, it's it's big time. Like, for example, since I played when I was a little kid, like eight years old, and you in the in the past, you always when you kicked off, the ball always had to make one rotation forward. Really? It was stupid. But but what happened was you and I were right there at the ball. I just passed it to you and then you kicked it backwards to our team. Right. And then we set up our our structure and play, right? Right. It it was such a waste of time. So now they've finally gotten rid of that rule when the whistle blows the guy who's standing there can make his first kick and he can pass it backwards i don't know why that first rule was put in there but i can tell you that when that you know that or something around offsides again football at, at over there sees is is about one degree lower than religion and when you try really? to change the rules just a little bit it's it gets ugly pretty quickly because people have their opinions on on you know, and and you're you're changing something that's been around for hundreds of years that right. we've all agreed to, which is just like, but just, but those rule those original rules were arbitrarily right. set up. Someone just was like, "Here's what we yeah. do, guys." Yeah, I think football ought to be where you're trying to make progress toward the other one's goal. And and every, okay, well then when you kick off, you have to kick off going forward. You can't go back. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, and it's just dumb. It's like, but when they put it out it's like well everybody just passes it back anyway anyway yeah um the other big one was is is that uh in when i growing up you know the big penalty box the goal you know yeah. well in the past you had to kick the ball if it was a goal kick you had to kick the ball outside of the box before anyone could touch it ah uh, yeah and and now you don't you can the guy can stand right they still have a goal really? kick but they just pass it right next to the guy right next to him and then people can enter the box so that was a big change See? as well. So little things like you're like, wait a second, this don't look like soccer, you yeah. know. But yet it it 
it in 10 years, no one will even remember that we had to pass the ball forward or we had to kick the ball outside of the box. Imagine you just said something critical. Imagine how that's been through religion over the years. Exactly. I mean, that, that literally, even in NFL, football, football, yeah. like American football. Yeah. There's been rules that you know tackling. Yeah. You can't yeah. hit the knee. Yeah, you know, it can't leave your head. Yes. but before you could, all that stuff was just like just grab the ball, fucking run, go for it. You know, <laughs> right. and, and and same thing on MMA because I'm a ring announcer. Yeah. MMA back to you could do head butts, you could do elbows to the okay. fucking face, you could crank them, you could do all these things. Right. Now, no yeah. way. MMA is one of the safest sports out there. Wow, okay. And that's very rule-driven and governed. Yeah. And they don't fucking, you can't do shit like that. I mean, you could, it was just shy of like WWE. I mean, you could fucking pull a chair out of the right. audience and smack someone over the head. Right. And, and first cage right. fighting. Right. And it's now it's governed by rules for safety, for yeah. community. For, but as you're saying that, though, I guess in some ways I... There's, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I, I want, I want people to push back on it and say this is, it's no, we're tearing up the pureness of the sport, or, or this isn't the way that Christianity was supposed to be, and you know what I mean. We're taking away from the key tenets of the doctrines that that we believe in, and you ought to adamantly fight toward those. But you also ought to still have one step on the other side of the fence, or talking out the other side of your mouth, knowing that everything is going through an evolution and maybe we didn't have it right the first time. Yeah. But yet that doesn't mean that as soon as someone proposes something new, it's like, well, yeah, let's just try it. Kick the ball forward or, right. or, you know, it's, it's that there's that tension of pushback and, and pull and push and, and working through it and the long nights of talking through it and the arguing and the debating and everything that you end up getting good to a good place or you end up, understanding why you believed in the core doctrine itself and you didn't change it after all. Yeah. But I could see where you, I wouldn't want yeah, just something pureness, with purity yeah. just to be like throwing out the window. Let's try something new. It's like, you kind of want that stubbornness because it has been around forever for a long time, whether it's sure. in your faith or not. And I, you know, the, that brings up another thought of, I, I, you know, someone asked me this the other day, actually, cause I listened to our podcast. They go, what do you think Jesus would think about religion today if, if jesus appeared on the scene if he was a real dude and could do that one i'm like well the reality is anybody that thinks they could know like what jesus would think you know i've read those books yeah right? what jesus right. would think about religion today right. you, shut the fuck up you don't know what oh, shoot francis jan you don't know the fuck what jesus right. would actually think right i mean we could pontificate about it just like you and i right. can um, so on one hand, I'm like, I have no idea what Jesus would think about whatever. I mean, he lived in a totally different world. Right. It's right. So different right. than what we have now. He'd right. be like computers. What the hell? Right. Those are the devil. Um, so I don't, I don't know about that, but I do know at the end of the day, I think what, what is most valuable is how we fucking yes. live. We all struggle. We have doubts. Yes. Beliefs are important. But it's like if you believe this, but then do something contrary to that, I don't think you're judged on your beliefs. I think you're judged on your behavior. Absolutely. You know, like actually, I most don't people believe in Jesus. Uh, let's say I don't believe in Jesus, and yet I love the poor, or I do believe in Jesus and fuck the poor and kill people. Like, what? here's the last thing I'll say: when we get to the end, right? If there is this book of revelation in the judgment seat, like number 16 here on the assemblies of God yeah. or whatever, you know, is in, we always say, you're going to have to give a reckoning of what your life, right? That's based off the things that you did, How the life you lived, you live. lived. Jesus, not going to say, okay, but you didn't feed the poor. Now, hold on. I want to back up here now. 
You have an attorney available with you. Can he defend your belief that made you believe that you didn't believe? No, he's going to say, why didn't you feed the poor? Right. The point is, is that it's the it's the lifestyle that you live. The belief, yes, is going to inform that, but he's not going to sit there and say, I want to make sure that if, if your conscience was clean and you believe that you shouldn't plead the poor and therefore you didn't, you're good to go. It was that's not the way it's been taught to me. The way it was taught to me was he's going to ask me why I didn't feed the poor. You know what I've noticed? it don't matter what my belief was. Right. Why didn't you feed the poor? See that man. This will be a, maybe next week. Yeah. The thing that I've noticed, it seems like those that are so concerned with doctrine and how you believe, I'm not making a blanket statement. Yeah. It's there's exceptions, but those that are so concerned with how you believe, they're not doing shit. That's a great point. And it, it, I've been a 30 years evangelical pastor. Those that were so hung up on doctrine and belief and they weren't doing shit. And actually, I kind of think myself in that quarter, I felt like I put more emphasis on the studying of scripture and the learning of it than I did actually. It's not that I wasn't the living, but sure. but my emphasis was always about it wasn't, man, I'm not I'm not volunteering my time. I'm not being generous with my money. The things that I beat myself up on were I'm not praying enough or I'm not spending more time in the scriptures. That's not a good place. No. So there you go, folks. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. If you have any comments, make them. I don't know how you can do it, but <laughs> I think, can you make it through the app there? I wonder the... how long we could actually go like if on Guinness Book of World Records, just talking about nothing forever. <laughs> we got to do a podcast where we literally don't even think about it until you show up. I just start it. And we just start, just start talking. talking. That'd be we'll awesome. Do, that would be fun. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Peace.